Hey guys, Counselor Glenn with Bridging the Gap, where we talk about bridging the generational gap as well as the wealth gap. We literally take you step by step and tell you how to bridge that gap from where you are to where you want to be uh, from the aspect of a boomer, somebody that's been there, done that, and the exer. Hope you guys enjoyed the content. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel and make sure you hit the bell notification. We want to let you know as soon as we drop something, we want you guys to get it. We want you to be first. So make sure you do those two things for us and we can't wait to drop some more content. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're watching, welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Count C.O. Glenn. Hey, William V. Thompson. And we're coming at you live with episode number 21. You got it, man. Like I said before, I'm excited about these episodes, Count C.O., because it's all about what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. They're looking for money. And as you remember from the earlier episodes of podcasts that we shared, we emphasize to you all that money is nothing but what? An idea. And if people are lacking money, it's because they're lacking ideas, Council. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So last week we talked about in podcast number 20, we talked about creating money from stocks. Mm -hmm. Next week we're going to talk about creating money from real estate. Uh oh. But today we're going to talk about creating money from debt. Got it. Okay. Now, is this personal or business? Well, it doesn't matter. It, okay. it does not matter. Debt is debt. And they remember back in podcast number 13, we talked about the acronym debts. And at that point in time, we gave people four or five basic ways to create a thousand dollars a month, positive cash flow tax free. Uh -huh. And today we're going to be right to the point, my friend. We're going to simply focus in on four basic ideas that whether it's an individual, whether it's a business, if you're committed to doing these four things, you can actually start creating some positive cash flow tax free, as they say in Kentucky. Right, right now. now. <laughs> he love that saying. I do, man. I do. Got some buddies in Kentucky. I, I really, special guys. Special I got guys. you. So four ideas. What's the first one? Hey, really simple. I know it's going to sound obvious, guys, but be mindful of this. Attack it and pay it off. And, and what we say here, Council, the misconception in the world today is the fact that if I have seven or eight debts and I have an extra $500 a month to attack them, a lot of people say I'm going to put a little money on debt one and let debt two and debt three, that's the wrong way to do it. If you have, let's say, $500 a month extra to attack your debt, uh -huh. the thing that you want to do is to attack one at a time. And notice I didn't say pay on, but I said attack because we've, we're teaching people that they have to begin to see debt as a hostile enemy. And as we often say before, and please keep this principle in mind, that when your debt becomes an investment, Wealth, wealth is created. created. If you want to build wealth, look at your debt and imagine yourself totally debt free and not or and taking what you were giving to them and you're investing. That is how wealth is going to be created. That's phase one of wealth. And that's why we say you have to attack it. See, that's a hostile enemy and begin to attack one at a time. And that's why creating that extra thousand dollars a month is so important because you can't really attack it if you don't have positive cash flow. You got it. And what ends up happening is people get frustrated. They get a 30 year mortgage, they get student loans, they get a car note, and they just feel like, well, if it's five year term, 15 year term, or 30, but we're talking about annihilating these things with, as you said, that extra thousand dollars a month positive cash flow. And as you begin to attack debt, Life, even though income right now might not have changed yet, 
When debt is eradicated, it's a whole world of just cash flow, wealth building, acquiring assets, building credit, and so many more positive things. Agreed, agreed. So attacking it is the first one. Not paying on it, but attacking it. You got it, man. What's that second one? Again, it's all about refinancing. You know, we often talk about that your credit report is written verification of your integrity. And that's why early on in our podcast, we talked about the importance of having a cash flow plan and building your credit score. You know, let's say someone has a 600 credit score and then somebody else has a 777 credit score. They can go into the same lender and let's say that $100,000 loan at 600, you may under today's rates get about 7%. So on $100,000, you're talking 7%. But let's say down the road, you've taken our strategies to heart and you've learned how to rebuild your credit. Now you're at a 777. Now you walk in the same bank, same income, same debt to income ratio. And instead of getting a 7%, you could probably get a 4% today. Mm-hmm. And by going from 7% to 4%, that refinancing, you've probably created about $300 a month Positive cash flow, same loan amount, yep. same house, same investment property, but you've almost cut your debt payment in half, all because what? You learned how to have a good name, and that good name came because you understood cash flow and you paid your obligations on time. And that's just a simple but a powerful thing. Got it, got it. I want to take us off course a little bit. but What you got? What do you think is more important, cash or credit? Um. I'm going to throw one cash flow. Okay. But, 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 but given the choice, cash or credit, I'm going to say your credit. Okay. And the reason I say credit is the fact that is it, I'll say, is it easy for you to make a million dollars in the next, I'm going to be short on you, in three months? <laughs> <laughs> or for you to borrow a million dollars in the next three months? I see what you're saying. So what's the answer? Uh, you know, I got a couple deals. In the I know, but the three months, that's why I put it down to three months. Okay. <laughs> it's probably enough. easier for me to borrow. And, and that's the whole thing. Granted, we want you to do both, but I would put credit above the cash that you have in most situations because right now the bank has a little bit more than we do in the hedge fund monies, et cetera. And the key thing is that having that good name that gives you unlimited access to capital. Got it. And then when you parlay that, a buddy of mine always do the word parlay. I got to look that word up. When you parlay that, when you have cash flow and you have good credit, then that you have unlimited access to capital. Now, remember, we taught a principle on borrowing. That's when you borrow, what's the principle? See if the young man remembers. You should only borrow when... He stuck that, that coffee messed him up. No, no, no. You should only borrow when, when the return, return is greater than that which you borrow. Yeah, yeah. There you go. See that, that yeah. coffee got to him. No, yeah. I got the risk reward, but I, I was I getting it mixed up. But, but that's the thing, guys. You only borrow when the return is greater than that which you borrowed. You know, if you're gonna borrow for a car, that's cool. But my question is gonna be, how is that car gonna make you money? If you're gonna borrow to buy real estate, is that real estate gonna be positive cash flow? If you're going to borrow to start a business, can you show us your strategic plan where that $100,000 you borrowed is going to become a million dollars in a few years or less? Gotcha. So it's okay to borrow, but you got to have a greater return. Okay. All right. right. Back on track. Back on track. So attack it, refi it, and the third point. 
it's it's good old debt negotiation. Okay. You know, you know, sidebarring a second, you know, so often, you know, as Christians, we tell people that the word of God is really practical in life. Mm-hmm. And over I think about Luke about 16, the story is told about a man who negotiated his debt. And we tell people debt negotiation, it's it's okay, it's acceptable, it's biblical, it's sound, meaning if you owe a creditor, let's say a fifty thousand dollars, and you really owe them. Uh, and sometimes that creditor may come across a hardship, and you may say to them, hey, creditor, I owe you 50. Understand things a little tight with you. If I were to give you 37.5 today or 29.2 today, will you accept that as a total payoff of my indebtedness? Mm. And many times they will say yes, particularly credit card companies. And again, we're not advocating getting behind on your credit card, but remember, every problem has multiple solutions. So if I've gotten behind on my credit cards or behind on my car payments, behind on my furniture payments, and then let's say I close a deal out, now is the great time to take that cash, that maybe that ten or 20000 in cash that you've gotten, and go to your creditors and become like Monty Hall. You know who Monty Hall is? Let's no, make a deal. I heard you mention him several times. Monty Hall, let's make a deal. He had a show <laughs> that he would go around and people would dress up in these crazy costumes and he would make he would tell them what's behind door one, two, and three. They'd make deals. But that's a whole nother conversation. But you would then take that ten or twenty thousand dollars and you would go to that creditors. Creditor, I know I owe you forty or fifty. I know I'm behind. I now have twenty thousand dollars. Let's talk about me giving you this twenty thousand and my forty-five thousand dollar debt, you wipe it away. Now I could take this twenty and give to vendor B or C. But I want to come to you first. Let's talk. Yeah. Now, I've done this many times my fo- before, and it's a powerful tool when you close a real estate deal or land a big contract to do it. Because already your credit's impacted, yep. and this is not going to worsen it. And if anything, it may even restore a relationship. Why? Because I got twenty grand. the vendor does, that I was not expecting in that day. Makes sense. Makes sense. Do you, they still do... Um Payoffs for deletions on credit report? Believe it or not, um, you can. Let's say if you work with a vendor, a vendor is potentially going to show it as a charge off. Right. But but yet it's still on the front end. You negotiate that. And your wording is something like this, counsel. You would say, now listen, uh, Visa card, I owe you $10,000. We've negotiated down to $3,500. Uh, I want you, in these, before I pay you this $3,500, put in writing, that you're not going to re-verify, re-verify my account because I'm going to dispute it. And once you get that letter saying they will not re-verify, then you pay them the $3,500. They're going to send you a payoff. They are going to put it on your account initially, probably. Mm -hmm. You're going to challenge it. And once you challenge it and send the letter to the credit bureau about that they said they would not re-verify it, even though they have verified it, your letter negates what they've done and it comes off your credit. Gotcha. So, yes, it's still done. My the entire account. Oh, yeah, the whole account. There you go, man. So, so however long you've been negative or charged off. It's, it's gone, man. Which is increase your credit score. No doubt about it. Well said. Got it. Well got said. it. All right. So we got to tack it, um, refi it, mm-hmm. the debt negotiation, and I'm kind of lost. What could a fourth one be? Okay. Fourth one is going to be just simply expand the terms with the plan. Okay. Uh, 
And again, notice with the plan, you know, we're all oh, about, okay, okay, yeah, okay. You know, we're all about eradicating debt. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you're tight on cash flow, it may be whereby you would say, okay, I'm paying, um, I do a house. Let's say I got a house of $100,000. Uh, I met 15 years and 15 years is a good place to be. And my 15 years may run me about 1200 a month. Okay. However, because things are tight with my business, my real estate, I may even refinance and or expand it to 30 years. So now that $1,200 payment may come down to approximately $800. And again, it's not my preference, but what it did do, it bought me $400 a month in positive cash flow. And please remember, we said, if you do that, have a plan. Remember the principle, never allow debt to enter your life until you clearly mark the exit. So if you do this, already have a written plan on exactly how you're going to pay it off in 15 years or less and and less, all because you're going to create more positive cash flow. Got it. Got it. Expanding the terms. Okay. That's it, man. Got That's it. it. Those are four good ones, man. I think so. And like I tell people, this a buddy of mine. You may remember uh, Larry Cummings. Yeah. You know, Larry's gone on to be with the Lord now, but he, he said, Thompson, never study to teach. And I said, what is he talking about? He said, study to live. And simply teach what you live. You know, these things that we're sharing are not things that we read in a book or an article or another podcast. These are things that we have lived and are living. And that's why we have such a conviction to know that they work. Because together, you and I have stories to tell that cover all this material. And that's why we're saying to anyone, no matter where you are, if you take to heart the strategies that we're giving you, we will help you build a generational wealth. Wealth. Whether you're old man or young man, the bottom line is let's bridge the gap to where you are now to your destiny. I couldn't close it out any better, man. For episode 21, I'm Councilor Glenn. Hey, William V. Thompson, thanks. Till next time. All right.